Well, good Saturday morning, everybody. It's the 11th of December, and my title today is Increasing Your Awe Factor. We've been looking at how incredible it is and important for us to be in awe of God. Now, this biblical truth has been impacting my thinking about so many things. I've come to realize that there is a part of me that has always wanted people to be in awe of me. (laughs) The problem has been there's really nothing about me that they should be in awe of because apart from the work of God in my life, I have been an awful man. But now I'm trying to be awe-filled. Now, there are plenty of stories in the Bible where the awe of God is revealed, and I think Genesis 1 is a pretty good place to start. There we learn that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, he didn't have to go to the heavenly Home Depot to get the supplies. We learn that the earth in the Hebrew was formless and void. The proper interpretation of this pretty strange phrase in the Hebrew means uh, that God made creation ex nihilo, which means something out of nothing. You see, the earth didn't exist, and the author said that it was formless and void. In other words, it had no shape or form, and there was nothing in that space. And the first words we read in the Bible are that God himself created the heavens and the earth. Now, you can go ahead and believe the theory that there was this big bang and the universe came into existence, which I think takes an amazing amount of faith because in order for there to be an explosion, there had to have been something to explode. And so if there's nothing to explode, then an explosion is not possible. But I digress. All we're clearly told in the passage is that not only was there no earth yet, but there was no light. And there was something called the face of the deep, whatever that means. And we're told that the Spirit of God was hovering over it. The word used there is the word brooding, as in a mother hen who's brooding over and sitting on her eggs, waiting for them to hatch and then remaining on them until they become a little bit more mature. But suddenly, we're told that God speaks four one-syllable words. Now, I don't know about you, but when I simply speak or say something, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen, right? I mean, uh, I could have said, boy, I hope Ohio State beats Michigan, but they didn't showing you how unable my words are to causing something to happen. Like, I can speak to my cat, (laughs) and absolutely nothing happens. Unlike a dog who would rush to you, tail wagging and the look of anticipation in its eyes, the cat will just sit there and think, I'm only going to come over to you if you have me some food. Otherwise, it thinks, leave me alone. 
And if you want to pet me, you got to come over here to me. Often our words cause nothing to happen. Now get this. God speaks four one-syllable words, and instantly there is something called light. I'm assuming that means that in an instant, at God's command, the sun is immediately created. This massive ball of gases uh, with a diameter of approximately 864,000 miles, or about 109 times the diameter of the Earth, and it's burning at 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit or 5,500 degrees Celsius. And God simply spoke the words, let there be light. And instantly the sun was created so that the earth could have the necessary light and heat needed for everything else he was going to do and for everything he was going to create to be able to live and thrive. And oh, by the way, He also created a hundred billion other stars like our sun that is just in our own galaxy, which we call the Milky Way. And oh, by the way, they estimate that there are two trillion other galaxies just in our part of our viewable universe. So let me ask you, are you in awe yet? God created all this with only using his words by himself and then went on to create everything that's on and in the earth in just six days. Now, I happen to be one of those guys who believe that these were 24-hour periods of time. Now, I know the word day can be used to designate a period of time, which could be much longer, like the day of the Lord. However, in the immediate context of this passage, there's nothing to indicate that there were millions of years in the making, but literally six 24-hour periods. Specifically, it's said to be day and night when God created these things, and they were created, uh, I think, with age already built into them. Like, he didn't have to plant an acorn and wait for an oak tree to grow. He just created it fully grown. It's interesting to me how we can get caught up in the specifics of what is true and what is possible when with God, my friends, all things are possible. Six days and creation was completed in six 24-hour periods of time, which are called days or in the Hebrew, yom. All of this being done so that he could then create his greatest creation of all, a man and a woman who together represent the image of God. Now, it seems sad to me that the Internet has become a place where we can view just about any kind of sexual sin to which we become addicted, that some of us can spend hours at a time just looking at hundreds or thousands of boobs, and they're not really all that much different. They're just bags of fat cells hanging there with a tap created for feeding a baby. Today, I just went online and I joined the website of National Geographic. And for just $24 a year, 
I have full access to all of their images, stories, and documentaries. Almost an endless supply of ways for me to be in awe of God and what He's created from the infinite, ever-expanding universe to the microscopic pieces of an atom. And I have learned that seeing the awesomeness of God in just His creation leaves me feeling more awe, much more awe, of Him. And then the creation uh, and seeing Adam and Eve before they put their fig leaves on. It is my increasing awe of God that makes porn so pathetic. The awe of God lifts me up, heals me, and leads me to wanting to know more about Him and how magnificent and glorious and awesome He is, as well as His creation. Compared to, once again, falling into my sexual sin cycle just to have a short-lived feeling of pleasure that always brings with it later greater feelings of shame and self-loathing. So listen, my friends, what can you do today to increase your awe factor of God? Look at the universe. Look at the creation. Or look at him in the stories of your Bible. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I do hope you have a great Saturday and Sunday, and we'll talk again on Monday. Take care, and goodbye.